Podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club, the club that does not stop winning. Hi, I'm Kellen Olson. I'm joined by Jake Anderson. Nine in a row. Nine in a row. One off the record of ten. Who who's to doubt them getting ten, let alone twenty, with the way that they've been playing with the guys coming in and out of the lineup? Really impressive. We are going to talk about one person we might be seeing in the lineup sooner rather than later. I don't know if he's going to start necessarily. That's not how I meant to tease it. But new addition to the squad, uh, Corey Whelan is in. Uh, and, and the instance um, reaction from me, and just we're going to talk about him at the top and then get to the win in a bit, it addresses a need for them depth-wise defensively. Uh, that is the immediate thing that I see here, but also could he be there right back in a couple of weeks? We'll see, but the the most interesting thing about him coming in, even in midseason and after what we'll talk about with his career in Liverpool, is that he comes into a team where Rick Schatz has proven uh, with what's happened at goalkeeper, with with what's happened in every part of the field, really. If you come in and play well, you're going to be get, be able to keep starting. This is not a thing where guys play well, and when you play well and you earn your spot, you get to keep it here. And that makes him an opening at right back. He's a versatile defender, so he can play center back as well. He spent some time in the midfield before. Um, so he can certainly fill in a couple of spots for them. And why not? Why is this not a good signing? Because it's it's it's... It's all free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. When it doesn't cost anything, that always helps. And yeah. when we haven't really seen anyone that has played left or right back over Dia or Dumbia for a substantial amount of time, we've talked about what happens if Amadou Dia were to go down. He is one of the highest minutes played men on the team. Uh, same with Dumbia, and especially the way that they've been playing with all the overlapping runs and you've seen how Musa has dropped back to quote unquote replace them when they do make those runs forward but i think this signing comes especially because this past bye week is the last one of the season mm-hmm. and there's a few games in there that are going to be on Wednesday's midweek games so there's really going to be no more time to rest up legs. It's going to be full on for the rest of the season. And center back may have not been the position that they needed more depth. Uh, definitely on the wing back side. Um, we all know they have plenty of depth in the midfield. But yeah, when you have a, a player that has played uh, in Liverpool's academy, he used to be the under-23 captain. He has cap for Ireland's under-21s. A player of that caliber you're never going to say no, especially, like you said, if he's a free transfer. And according to reports, he got interest from England, got interest from Germany, and, and chose this club. It's not immediately clear what the details are there. That's always It's always kind of sketchy reading those reports. They're just like, clubs from England and Germany were interested, and, and then you just don't have details on what were they offering, what was their situation, and so on. So we, we, don't, know, we don't know about that for sure, but what we do know is this guy's a legitimate pedigree. Liverpool's academy is no joke. I mean, you look at the players that they produce over the past couple of years. Trent Alexander-Arnold's one of the best fullbacks in the world. Raheem Sterling's one of the best wingers in the world. 
and and even some of the upcoming guys they have. Ben Woodburn is a name that's been catching on there a lot in the past few years, and these are guys that he has played with in their system. So he is spending time around high-level talent as well as the times that he gets to mix it up with Liverpool's regular team as well. No caps on the Liverpool regular team, but certainly has the experience and, and what I've liked. What I like about the signing too is that he he actually started as a central midfielder in their academy. Uh, he was there. He's been there since 2007, since he was nine years old, I believe. Uh, so now he's been transitioning though to the right back role and the center back role in a more of a defensive role. So maybe you're getting some untapped potential there in him as well. But I think what you said about both fullback spots is really important because there just hasn't really been, there's been a competition at pretty much everywhere, but there hasn't really been one at fullback necessarily. And at the very least, he's going to push that position. I think right back has been one of the, one of the weaker spots in the team. And that is not, that is not a complaint. It's, it's just, this team is so good across the board um, that there's bound to be a weakness here or two uh, here or there. And I, and I think that there has been one, not necessarily right back with the overall play, but just grading them against all these other stellar positions where they've had stellar play, I should say. Uh, right back is one of them, and I think he can help them there. Um, what do you think about this in terms of is, I think this is, moves like this I hesitate with, the, the David Beckham to LA Galaxy move that happened a decade ago and so on getting guys that are past their prime and getting guys just on name recognition and stuff. It's always shaky when you look at signings in the U S but this just feels like a kid who just his, his journey clearly had an end point in Liverpool. He was there for a really long time and he needed to move on to his next step. And this just appears to be a good marriage here. I, I think um, I'm blanking on the assistant coach's name right now, but he has experience with Newcastle. He has experience with the Queens park Rangers um, and I, I believe it's Ramage that that's his that's his name yeah. uh, the assistant coach and that's where he has a link to English football as well uh, that, that can help them that here. might be it honestly yeah, that, that, I really like to talk to him yeah that, that might be it for sure but I think that either way this is not just one of those this is a former Liverpool kid and that's the only reason he's here he's here because he addresses a direct need and also has some potential still to play and bringing in various players um, of various age groups has been something for this team too they're not just low potential or high potential guys that are young or they're not just low potential guys who are old they've had a nice mix in their roster this season and I think this is just another guy who fits in well yeah I mean he's only 21 years old so he's a kid practically and in the the footballing world, that's kind of been the new norm of that's when people are starting to come onto the scene, especially if they have a lot of talent. You know, back in the day, it used to be that was where you were still in those under 23s and you wouldn't really come out until you were about that 24 age. Um, but I do want to disagree with you on the right back. Um, as of late, I think Dumbuya has been playing phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I... We'll have to say that really, other than maybe you know Austin Ledbetter or Kyle Bjornton being the only two backups to the left and right back position, we've seen them a couple times this season. Um, but like you said, Chance does not discipline you or penalize you for playing well. And you really can't take out Deer or Dumbuya with how well they've been That's playing. That's a good point, yeah. And just going forward... Um, you know, we saw uh, Junior Flemings and, and Kayvon Lambert come on uh, last match in the second half um, after they returned from the Gold Cup, but it's the same starting lineup that they had before. You know, it wasn't just, okay, well, they're back. Let's put them right back in the starting lineup. They're going to have to earn their way back. And now if you if you look at their bench 
Rising's bench going forward once you have the arrival um, of Whelan, it's it's stacked. Honestly, I mean, if you were to replace uh, Kyle Bjornthan with him, your bench is Wojcicki, Cochran, Flemings, Fernandez, Spencer, Lambert, and then Whelan. I mean, the entire team, all 18, are starting quality. And like you said, this team, with that, an already stacked team that's in incredible form. To answer your question, the only team that I think might disagree with the 10 in a row is Austin Bold, their next opponent. It's interesting. We'll see. It's a it's a fascinating matchup. Uh, Peter Ramage, by the way, is, is the head coach at or the assistant coach apologies if that's a mispronunciation uh spent time at newcastle so i should know him but i don't uh and then uh queens park rangers before coming to phoenix rising in 2017 ending his playing career here where the link goes together is he began his coaching career at the newcastle youth academy so that is where he certainly could have seen um a player like Whelan quite a few times um over his stretch so did he have drugba potentially Playing in the EPL could have an impact on that as well. There's a couple of links that they certainly have to maybe not him seeing the player directly, but just relationships and hearing that Whelan is available or unsettled or whatever it is that that are going to help them and continue to help them uh, get players like this. Let's talk about the win, a 1-0 win. Wasn't the prettiest. Jake, they haven't had, and I don't want to say a stinker because that implies someone didn't play well, just the overall game. They've had a lot of really, really exciting games and finishes and just the amount of chances created and just up and down play throughout, even when it's slowed down. The possession play is nice. This was not really that type of game. It It was was a grinded out type of game. It was, and it's... Again, to take it back to how well they're playing, it's impressive for them to win another variety and another type of game. We saw the the crazy finish uh, with Dia getting his brace and Asante getting the penalty. Uh, to get that situation sorted and get that win in that fashion, uh, we saw the game a few weeks ago um, against Reno, I believe, where they were where they were outplayed, in my opinion, and they still won on mm-hmm. the road. And then this was one where it was just one of those ugly games, and they win it again. It, this is not just a a fad or a fluke where they're winning playing a specific style or controlling a game at their tempo and at their um, style of play that they want. They can win in any way. Yeah, it, and again, it was on the road, uh, fourth consecutive, which is a club record. And playing RGV, who wasn't in the greatest of form, um, I, I wrote in my preview for that game that anything short of three points would have been a disappointment. Um, they... Almost allowed a goal a couple times. Uh, the post came up big uh, defensively, um, but they were able to get that ninth sh- clean sheet on the year. Uh, Lubin, Zach Lubin now is tied USL lead for nine clean sheets after not starting the first three matches, which is very impressive. Ridiculous. So I think that's the sign of a good team. If you can get those difficult wins, if you can squeak out, if you can fight to the end and be able to hold on and and get those three points that are so crucial and for as good a form as they're in if you were to look at the standings it's not like they're head and shoulders above everybody I mean they still have people breathing down their neck in in Fresno and Reno the goal Adam John's goal up for goal of the week guess who on the assist yeah Captain Solo. Captain Solo. One of those, again, where I've talked about maybe not so much recently, but just a couple weeks back where the overall quality of their players, it's just that is the difference maker. And I mean, that 
pass out to Asante is one that he has to handle. He just flicks it once, and then it bounces twice, then he f- hits it across the air. If you watch the goal back, no idea what the dude marking Adam John was doing. <laughs> he just stood there and watched the ball. He wasn't... The guy defending either Aguinaldo or Baccaro, the hair thing now, killing me. I can't... T- in 19 and 10, it was either Aguinaldo or Baccaro who flicked it out to him, um, to Asante, that inside run was covered. Like they didn't need to cover that. It was just Adam John alone in the box. And I just have no idea what that defender was doing. And if you're one of these USL teams and you're not paying attention at the right time with Asante, Flemings, or John in a dangerous area, they are going to make you pay almost every single time. Beautiful header, beautiful goal. And again, it, I, I take it back to Asante. Just that's one of those. That's one of those plays where I'm watching it back again. Just a flick in the air to not even really put it in a good spot for him to control it, but him just having enough confidence to say, I just need to get this thing like on a straight line. It can be bouncing and I can be running while I'm kicking this across, whatever it's going to be a good cross. It's just top tier level talent for this league that they have in, in Asante. And now I believe you said he leads the league in goals and assists. Is it, is it just goals? No, he is the outright leader in goals with 12 assists with 10. <laughs> and he's played in 16 of the 18 matches. So, he didn't win the midseason MVP, and again, he's not going to care about that. He's Wait, he a, didn't win? I did not know this. Yeah, he did not win. What? I Again, I have no idea how, because <laughs> if you score and provide, what else is there to do in the game? Like That's the point of the game. Put the ball in the back of the net. He's the best at doing that, and he's also the best at getting his teammates involved to do that as well. And the team is it's the best team in the league. It's not like he's doing this on a bad team. Yeah, I mean, but you know, in every other sport, you talk about, oh, is he the MVP? His team doesn't win. Like, he's the best player <laughs> on the best team. That's literally what the MVP is. But I'll, yeah. I'll digress to that. But to go back to the goal, it's just putting it in a dangerous area. Even if you know Adam John isn't able to get that on target, um, you could still potentially win the second ball and get a shot off. Always sending balls into the box, and especially when you have a. <sighs> A number nine that is a tall forward. And there are some times if you were to watch professional center backs, if if someone can get in between the two, I, I swear, I don't know if it's the keeper's lack of communication, if it's the, the center back that's behind the his uh his partner, there's just it just seems like they don't they just get lost. They they don't turn their head for that half second to see where their you know attacking player is and that's all it takes, especially at the professional level. If you get half a second, half a yard, half a chance, um, a forward like Adam John, who now has 10 goals, is going to put that in the back of the net. I mean, that was a thumping header right past the keeper. And now you have Adam John with 10. You have Junior Flemings with 8. Look how many games Junior Flemings has missed. Yeah. I mean, you have you know AJF, I, the most clinical attacking trio in the league, it'd be Rising's attack. They lead the league in goals, and their their goal differential of plus twenty nine is twenty two teams have only scored twenty nine goals, and then they have the fourth best defense, the best defense, well tied for the best, well Paso, for only seventeen goals allowed. So th- this team couldn't be playing any better. Craziest thing is they're only four points up yeah. in the West. It's it's pretty remarkable. It's the it's, start of the season. It speaks to though how in 
a sport like this where you can get off to a start like that, and certainly in baseball with how many games there are, but even the NFL and, and the amount of teams that are competing and just the way standings work and with the three points on one point and so on, just not doing wins and losses. Mm-hmm. But it, it just speaks to when you want to win the league or, or finish top of the standings here going into a playoff format, which is what this league is. It is really hard to do if you get off to a slow start like that. If like the Manchester Cities or Liverpools of the world in in the Premier League get off to a start where they lose two of three, if they lose two of three over a three game stretch, you say like, did they just lose the league? Liverpool lost one match. Yeah, and that was it. That's all it took. So they're they're up four points right now. Fresno uh, behind them. Reno is six points back, and then nine points back is Austin. And Austin has an extra game. thing I noticed with Austin right away is that despite the 29 points, the three goal differential, and this is where we get back into the, the parity, so it seems like Rising, Fresno, and Reno are the three teams at the top, and then they're starting to become some separation now with Austin at the top of that next group of teams. Yeah. Um, That's going to be a fight for the last, what is that, uh, six playoff spots, because this year there's going to be seven versus ten, eight versus nine. And you want to talk about taking advantage of the way you're playing right now. I know that they are not going... It is very unlikely that Rising are going to find themselves as one of those teams that is looking to squeak into the playoffs. That would be catastrophic, and I don't want to bash them, but D-backs like collapse. (laughs) Oh, man. Archie at Dodgers uh, Dodgers Stadium. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) You lose like three or four in a row somewhere, and now you find yourself in this dogfight, like you said. it, It is going to be nine teams essentially fighting for six or five spots or whatever it's going to be it's going to be insane so you keep keep the foot on the gas for sure uh speaking of austin that is our next game like you said austin bull they're in fourth place right now as you said if uh, rising were to get the win they would tie the all-time record of 10 in a row which was set by fc cincinnati last season Um, as we all know fc cincinnati is now in mls and if Rising were to win, they would be the outright number one team in the league on points, one ahead of Tampa Bay. And they would also have 12 wins, which would be the outright in the entire league. And wins is the tiebreaker, not goal differential. Now, Tampa does play on Saturday. Their bye, because they have an extra game, isn't until August. So theoretically, Rising would be the best team, and then they might not be the best team, and it would flip-flop. But in terms of points possible right now, Rising would control their destiny in potentially hosting the final, which last year, should they not have lost those two matches at the very end of the season to Las Vegas and to Portland, they would have hosted the final because they finished, I believe, just one point behind Louisville um, because everyone thought, uh, MC Cincinnati was going to run away with it, and they ended up getting upset because in in football, in one match, one nil or nil nil, and you go to pens. I mean, really, uh, that that's the beauty of this sport, and that's also, I guess, the the Achilles heel of this sport is in a one match elimination, you don't even have to score a goal and you can advance. Another one where I look at the the side-by-side, and even with Austin being one of the better teams in the conference, Phoenix is just so dramatically better, at least statistically. 26 goals for Austin in 19 games. That's nothing to be shameful about, but 
46 goals in 18 games is just just a smidge better, just a little bit better. It's going to be offense versus defense. They've only allowed 23. Austin Bold. So. Yeah, conversion rate is is the other is the thing where I think Phoenix separates themselves. The from shot every difference team. is absurd. Yeah, 113 shots on target to 81, and that's just on target. And you're just talking about shots as a whole, which is where the where the difference is. But conversion rate nearly 20 percent for Rising, only 12.6 percent for Austin, and 20 percent is fantastic. And you don't is, see much higher than 25. That's what I was about to say is that Austin's again they're they're nothing that's nothing to complain about 12.6 just Phoenix is so much dramatically better in these attacking situations and again the thing that we sleep on the most with them naturally with this sport we do is defensively they're they're better too uh, they're better on every side and and the big thing of course to watch in this game is Junior Flemings and Kevon Lambert getting uh, back into the team but something we just talked about earlier and something we brought up the past couple of weeks is do these guys get back in the team with how these guys are playing I think Junior is a guy that obviously does come back in Kalistri has played well but I just think Junior's pedigree and especially with the way he was playing uh, before and that's not to say Kevon Lambert wasn't playing well but this midfield trio has really figured it out Bakero Aguinaga and Musa together Lambert will get in there but but it's not going to be a spot for him every single week like it might be for for Flemings for a while um, yeah, if I, if I had to guess, I would think Junior would be the the one that would come on um, before Lambert. Um, again, not because Joey Calistri is playing poorly. It's just you could see kind of right away, right after Rising scored that goal, Junior came on and his, his ability on the ball and just his skill in in general. I mean, honestly, he could have put the game away. He missed a one on one opportunity late in the match on. Saturday, but uh, Lambert is got selected for the uh, Olympic 23, so um, I'm not sure how long he will be out, and then they also have the Pan American Games coming up, and I have not seen the roster for that, so potentially Jamaica could be calling those two back, so Jamaica, what's up? You're, you're just taken away from rising, um, but they'll, they'll, they'll never, they'll never take away the opportunity to play for your country that's an absolute honor to to don your your country's kit everyone wishes they could do that we'll wrap it there we'll see if they can get to double digits and then next week we'll talk about if they can get to oh and it's dollar beer night record oh my god it's dollar, it's beer, dollar night. beer night it's a wrap four it's no a wrap win. four no win calling it now four nil four nil boom they're gonna kill him i'll go i'll go i'll go three nil because i need to get my car washed Oh, so I definitely need another Lubin clean sheet. Working in another deal there. Hey, just they love that. Oh, everyone, everyone loves it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later, people. Peace.